0: So I've been going to the dentist for, gosh, 25 plus years. I don't think I've had a better experience than I've had at Green Mountain Dental Group. From the dentist to everybody else you come into contact with there to how they check up on you after your visit to see what they could have done better to improve your experience. Green Mountain Dental Group is the place to go to get your teeth cleaned, to get cavities filled, to get teeth pulled, wherever you need. They are your people. Hit them up today. Get a free Sonic Air toothbrush when you guys schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam right now at Green Mountain Dental Roof. They are located just 15 minutes from downtown Denver. Again, you can get a free Sonic Air toothbrush. Top-line electric toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam today. Quiet on the set.
1: We're going live. Big show today. We're going Big live. Show. Big show, baby. Big week. The on-season. Not the off season. It's the on season. <laughs> Not to We're be confused with the off season.
2: Not or season. is it to be? It's it is to be confused with just the season,
1: right? Uh, well, I guess sort of. Sort <laughs> of. The postseason, the off season, the on season. We're here, baby. Where you are here, and this is a hype cast of sorts, guys. It's Monday. Of course, tomorrow everything starts. The Nuggets. Have, they've already started to arrive in Denver. They're starting to assemble to the degree in which they can assemble. Maybe you're already um, so what's going on there, Brendan? Are, are, are... Uh, sorry, are you watching videos? What, what are you yeah. checking out, man? Are you uh... watching our show? Oh, our show. Wow. Is it good yeah, so yeah. far? Or how, yeah, been? it's great. It's okay. It's dragging
2: a little for me, if I'm being honest. <laughs> for being
1: completely, completely fair. But uh, so we got a lot to get to. A lot of things going to be dropping this week. I'm Adam Modis. I'm hosting you through this. And I'm joined by the man with the wind in his hair, Harrison Wynn.
0: 12 days until a preseason game. Does, does that even seem like possible? It. No. It ha- how, how is that happening? 12 days until a preseason game? This is wild. Think about how much is going to happen over the next 12 days. Like, Well, we're hopefully we're going to learn the schedule over
1: the next 12 days at some point. That would be good. That would be good to know going into the season. I'm also joined
3: by Brendan Moe see this last comment here, hello from Turkey, guys, which is a little confusing fresh off of Thanksgiving. I was very, very confused. <laughs> uh, but we're international.
1: We're live. I'm going to boost back. your mic here because both of you sound like a... Hey, oh, try okay. it again. How are you talking? I'll fix it. Okay. okay. Yeah, we'll do it live. We'll, we'll do it live. Hello from Turkey. Uh, hello from uh, Hamburger. I'm joined by the guy you know as Eric. He's Delon Co.
2: What's up, everybody? Don't you feel like we should get a like a like a three or four day summer league or something? Like, aren't we owed a summer <laughs> league at some point? Like, you're telling me. Man. <laughs> you're telling yeah. me. I have a feeling
1: like the first couple of weeks of the season are going to feel like summer league. So, uh... <laughs> well, I
2: mean, like, I want to see like uh, I want to see RJ Hampton get big minutes, and I want to see you know, like the I want to see the the absurdity of summer league that get to play out that we we're not going to get. It's
1: not fair. It's true, and also like the preseason only being three games. I, yeah. I don't, I don't feel like we're going to get the bull. Bull. you know, like the crazy end of bench guys. They need all three of those games to kind of like work out the kinks. I I'm, I'm assumed, So, well, I mean the,
2: the lucky thing, lucky, the, I guess the unlucky thing for say uh, people like us that like to watch basketball, but the lucky thing for people that are competing in a league of basketball is that everybody's on the same terrible footing. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what though? I'm excited. I want to watch it no matter what happens, whatever the circumstances, I'm so excited for it. Um, the Nuggets jargon, of course, man. That's how I bring it. So um before we get started, we're going to talk about the schedule. Today's show is primarily going to be about the other, the new additions. Jamichael Green, Zeke Naji. We talked a lot about RJ Hampton, but Compazzo. We're going to talk about Whittington and Isaiah Hartenstein, and maybe even Marcus Howard. I don't, we didn't even have him on the list, but maybe we can add him to the list. But just a, a hype cast of sorts for those guys, oh. because they are new additions. And we've kind of just like oh, they're guys. They're just a guy or whatever. But I think that there's a chance that one or two of those guys actually turns out to be more than that. There's a couple, I think, real prime candidates and then a couple maybe more outside shots of that. So it'll be a hype cast to talk about the others. Um, But before we get started, I want to tell you guys, we're doing a crazy sale. I don't do the business part of DNVR. Very much. I would say I would I say, know, I would say you
2: especially don't do the business part. Especially I would say you're not. sort of an anchor towards the business part.
1: <laughs> I really do weigh things down. that way. <laughs> but you know what? I'm not the one who came up with eighty percent off of our merch shop. So I don't. I I just I don't know how business works, guys. But no. I do feel like eighty percent off is not yeah.
0: a profitable way to do. Quick, business. take advantage <laughs> of this offer before we realize this grave mistake that we've made. Get yeah, they no, texted Brandon. Yeah, the, quick.
2: Yeah, wow. I mean, there are legitimately shirts in there for five dollars. Like there are. Yeah. I mean, granted, you have to be a fan of the Colorado Rockies, but um, <laughs> <laughs> all the same, those. If you just find yourself in a situation where you're you are shirtless, you need a shirt of some kind, any kind, and yeah. you don't mind being <laughs> emblazoned with the Colorado Rockies. Five dollars. We'll hey do man, I'm
3: rocking some Rockies gear today, dude. I really, like, I love our Rockies get, baby. Good, Only good Rockies moment. That's happened, yeah. arguably, since I've been here. You well, it, 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 that it, shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: And then also, uh, you know, Nolan Arenado wins a golden glove every year. So you want to make sure that um, if he gets traded, you remember all the gloves he wore here. <laughs> <All the laughs> that's go- <just> terrible. <laughs> uh,
1: um, so anyway, go, head on over to our Cyber Monday sale, guys, because you're not going to want to miss out. Also, become a member. The, the deals right now for becoming a member are like you become a free member, basically. You get some yeah. shirts and you become a free member. Usually you become a member and you get one free shirt. Now it's almost the opposite. You get a bunch of merch and you become a free member. So you're going to want to do that. We're, we're already starting to assemble all of our ramp up coverage behind the paywall, which there will be quite a bit. And then also some of the podcast stuff may be moving behind the paywall. Not not a lot. We'll still have primarily a lot of our stuff in front of the paywall for the podcast. But some of the stuff will be moving behind it. So you're going to want to subscribe now while it's basically free. Um, moving on. Also the schedule. Guide, producer Guy Guy, do we have the... Uh, schedule the, the preseason schedule for the nuggets uh, oh, uh there way. because that's come out that's the one schedule and oh look harrison wind is reporting here harrison <laughs> wind, wind, wind of chime. Wind we chime. Have a wind chime. i need to get a chime uh sound effect you absolutely do <laughs> uh walk us through it when we got three preseason games
0: yeah starting december 12th nuggets at warriors and I was kind of thinking about this. You know how the new ordinance came down in the Bay Area? Somebody's vacuum is on the background. Somebody's a uh, little Monday morning cleaning there. Yeah, Adam's, oh, right <laughs> Adam's giving
2: the uncomfortable face to a, Adam, uh, Adam putting his is. kids
0: to work, vacuuming the living room <laughs> while he's working, probably. Um, so I was thinking about this. The Nuggets go to Golden State to San Francisco to play uh, on December 12th. Didn't oh. They just have a new ordinance in the Bay Area where, like, you can't have huge gatherings. The 49ers can't even play there. Well, anyways, Nuggets are going to San Francisco for a game on the 12th, Uh, then hosting the Blazers. Nuggets always find a way to host the Blazers in the preseason, early (laughs) in the season, on the 16th and the 18th. Usually twice. Usually twice. Well, this time, too. We've hit that quota. We've hit that quota here. So there it is. Three preseason games against the Warriors. Blazers twice. What what
2: is this like? What is it? Are the preseason yeah, is right. three games? There's no swimming league. There's no, I mean, like they just. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I'm excited to watch uh, basketball games again. But what is, what is
3: this? It's crazy. I mean, how important is the preseason to NBA players? I mean, I obviously none of us are NBA players, so we can't. I think it's important
2: here. to the guys that will be hyping up today. Like it's important right. for guys that Definitely. would like never le- get on the court and like you can mess around with. Uh, you know, chemistry and things in, in situations that
0: you wouldn't normally because it actually means something and counts. So
2: well, it, it's going to be,
0: it's going to be fascinating, man, because usually, usually in a regular NBA off season, you have a whole summer of an open gym period where guys are in and out. Yeah. Maybe like your star players aren't hanging around the gym all summer, but a ton of your role players are some of your <laughs> starters are what the nuggets have They have individual workouts right now, just to kind of set the stage for these next couple weeks, starting on Sunday, the 6th. That's the first day they could actually have group workouts. So they will have a week, not even a week, one, two, three, four, five, six days of group workouts before their first preseason game. So these preseason games are definitely going to take on more meaning this year. Definitely. you know
1: what? Exciting. We're going to look to do like a live second screen for the for the preseason game. So at least there'll be I mean, there'll be some fun stuff to look forward to. We're going to be chopping it up during those games. If you don't know a second screen, we're basically you can you watch the game and then you can listen to us to chat through the
0: game yeah, uh, and just kind of you share can hear notes and whatever. Basically,
2: you can hear me scream. Let's go at the top of my lungs
0: for uh, <laughs> the duration of a full game. I wonder right. if we should put D-line in just a separate room with I'm a separate tra- camera.
2: I just realized, I'm like, like, am, am I vacuum. invited? Like, do, do I get a reply? Ah, <laughs> uh, we <we'll see. laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Am I being presumptuous here? <laughs> I have to,
1: like, I'm, t- I'm told my mic has gotten lower now. Is this better? Yeah, you sound better. The, I think the vacuum, like, always it affected it the, the mic. It, sucked your voice down. Uh, sucked my voice down. So, um... Anyway, yeah, we should find out the season two this week, which I think is going to be crazy. Like the the <laughs> regular good. season schedule, it's it's so wild to me that we're entering a season and we don't know what the schedule. No, is think about
2: yet. think about. I mean, the, the Nuggets. This is crazy for the Nuggets, but the Nuggets at least have like a solidified pecking order. They have like some concept of what their team looks like. Like think about these teams that went through complete upheaval in the off season. They have like wow. major new pieces come in. They're like, all right, we well, got three games to figure it out. Let go. Like it's going to be. It's going to be a mess like, yeah. for a for I'm trying a lot of to think of like teams that the Pelicans,
0: the, most, Eric. the Pelicans 1-2 with Chris Paul. And- yeah, oh and
2: the, the I mean, I don't think they care, but the Thunder are going to be a mess. Like <laughs> what an all-timer from
1: Kane in a vacuum. <laughs> Literally in a vacuum today, guys. I'm in a- <laughs> uh- Your living room is in a vacuum. <laughs> what a one day high. Yeah, total Monday vibe. Um, I, I just pulled up and pulled it up again, guys. Uh, one of the other things that I thought was really interesting to drop over the week, Grant <laughs> Hughes over here at Bleacher Report. We have the worst signings of 2020. Who do we think is going to be on? Is it going to be. So is it is it is it Whittington? Like, are there gonna be a bunch of nuggets on this list? Let's scroll down to the worst of the worst. Okay, Marcus. Yeah, that, yeah, that was a bad one. They overpay. Oh, Jeremy Grant. Oh, number four. Your former nuggets, wow. Like Wait, Jeremy Grant, number four out of the top worst five worst. Okay, let's keep going. down. Oh, Malik Beasley. <laughs> also, another wow, way massively overpaid. Uh, from Malik got so number Tons. four, number three. Mus,
0: Mus, Mason <laughs> oh, wow. Um, yeah, that's that's about accurate. We've got that's the top the
1: Gordon same. Hayward, so only beaten by the Charlotte Hornets here. Um, we the got only that top here. five on lock. We got that top five. Well, so here's the thing. The reason I bring this up. the I think the people that are most critical of the Nuggets is offseason. Obviously losing – uh, Jeremy Grant was a big was like reason number one I think people were so negative even us I think our instant reactions probably a little hotter than our you know next day reactions and, and so on and so forth but to me this signifies two things number one even the Malik Beasley signing if we, or if we go back to that trade or what, what have you Malik Beasley was clearly in line to get paid more than Denver was willing to pay should pay or ought to pay for for him Jeremy Grant goes on and signs for a whole bunch of money. And then even Mason Plumlee, who you know, everybody complained about for years, goes on and does this. I think two things. One, Denver, I think you can recontextualize their offseason and say they didn't overpay these guys. I mean, Denver could have actually been yeah. on this list for both Beasley. Maybe Denver could have owned three of the top five worst signings had they kept these guys. And then number two, there might be something too, and I've always thought this about Denver, and this is maybe the new phase for Tim Conley. I wonder if there's something to – Guys becoming overrated in Denver, role players becoming overrated because their core guys are so good, primarily Nikola Jokic and, and Jamal Murray. And I wonder if that just sets up a situation where Denver can have, uh, maybe start to pivot and say, guys are, they're really going to like our guys that are maybe a little bit more replaceable.
0: What do you think about those two ideas, Wind? I think you're spot on about the fact that some guys in Denver, the fact that they play next to Nikola Jokic and just spend so much time on the floor with him. That could overrate them a little bit. And I even said this last week, going back to Jeremy Grant, but life's going to come at him awfully fast in Detroit, Detroit, man. Life is going to come at him fast, not playing with Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray. He wants that. Like I applaud him for wanting that for sure, but uh, he's going to find out that basketball is a little tougher without those guys. Also, I know Jeremy Grant is a starter level player, but I just like can't get over the Pistons committing 85 million over the next three years to the Nuggets backup front court. Like, yeah, I know. Just, I know. That's just hilarious. When you think about, and a and a final thing, this is why the Eastern conference is the Eastern conference. You guys,
1: it's so true. It's so 85
0: true. million over the next three years to Jeremy Grant, Mason Plumlee, yeah. 30 plus million for these next four years to Gordon Hayward, Davis Bertone. What are we doing? What are these Eastern Conference teams doing, man? <laughs> They're ruining like, it for everybody. This is why the Eastern Conference is the way it is.
2: Yeah. yeah. Like, I, uh, I, I, um, the Jeremy Grant signing, if you actually like read the, the article, I mean, the, it basically says that it's only an overpay because of, like you're saying, the situation he's going into. Like, it mentioned had the Nuggets re-signed him, they wouldn't have considered it a bad
1: sign. Oh, see, so yeah, I strongly disagree with that take.
2: Really? Well, I, it's just like, at least in the Nuggets system, he was proven to be a piece that was complimentary, and going to Detroit, like, you're starting over from scratch, and he's ultimately uh, being paid like he's going to be a an offensive starter, um, in, in that he starts up the things that happen on offense, so that absolutely remains to be seen what, for what Jeremy is able to do. But I I think this says a lot about um, we were talking about this last night, just the idea that there are now like, I I feel like the the league in general is like starting to recognize Tim Connolly and his ability to scout talent. And like there are, I think there might be a concept of like Tim guys throughout the league. Like
1: you'll pay yeah. to get Tim guys. So um, we shouldn't mention this hasn't worked with everybody. I mean, Trey no. Lyles, we thought maybe that would happen. It did not. I mean, he kind of lost value, although he, it's not like he's picked that up in San Antonio. Um, you know, so there have been other guys that have come through and that, and that wasn't the case.
2: Yeah. But it's, it's it just, um, and I, it, it, it's like i don't know what more to attribute it to if it is a if it's a jokic and murray thing or if it's t- tim Connolly thing like but it is i mean it's interesting like the fact that we just keep drafting such good players and acquiring such good players that even when they leave
1: our confines they like then get they get the glow up somewhere else so these comments are funny. I don't think. I think it's actually misleading to say, "Does Grant give you seventy five percent of Jamal Murray because that's how he's getting paid?" But it is funny. Like that's the the way the NBA salary structure works. Like max players are worth more than the max, and everybody else kind of gets you know inflated or what have you. But it's still funny to think about. Like you know, paying that. I think the better way to think about it more is is he giving you three times what Jamichael Green will. And we're going to talk about Jamichael Green here in a little bit. And I just. I don't want to sound like the scorned fan who, like, oh, this guy, yeah, sour grapes. He left us. You know what? He's never that good or whatever. But I'm telling you, man, the more this I get removed from this, and maybe I'll I'll eat crow. And if I'm wrong, I'll, I'll, you know, obviously, I'll admit I'm wrong on the show. But the more we get removed from his departure, the more I'm just like, I don't know if it is a big deal. Like I just, I, it can become one certainly. Like Michael Porter gets hurt or whatever. I mean, then Denver's kind of screwed. But maybe that was true all along. And so they're a little bit more volatile, but part of me just looks at it and goes, I don't know, man, like that might actually be a, Michael Green might be better in most configurations than Jeremy Grant was for Denver in most configuration, not all, but but most. So I don't know. I, the more I get moved on from that, the more I'm like, I,
3: doesn't this is nothing to me. I think the door is definitely open for them to be an even better regular season team now. I mean, Green arguably fits better as a, as a Millsap approximate defensively. You know, remember Grant wasn't starting or playing sp- particularly well during the regular season and of course this opens up the path to more minutes for mpj so yes there's a world in which the nuggets you know 70 is it 72 what are they doing 70 games later they look
0: 72 yeah even even better.
3: they're saying even they're better allegedly um, <laughs> but i i just think it's it's very very specific like, I don't think you want to give Jeremy Grant $20 million for this reason, but if they are playing the Los Angeles Clippers again, you can't convince me it doesn't matter because I thought he was very good in that series. And more to the point, I'm not even sure who the next answer is as to who guards Kawhi. Well, well so, we might talk about that
1: in the, in the next segment right. here as we get into some of the other guys because there are some guys on the horizon, uh, you know, are on the team joining the team that we don't know a lot about that maybe, maybe can fill that role. But um, I don't know. I, I think it's really meaningful, though, that Denver, I mean, even with Malik Beasley, he was always, in my opinion, going to be that guy. Where look, he wasn't great defensively. He had some questions. You know, uh, it, it feels weird to say now because those questions have become so obvious. But he had some off-court things that we, that behind the scenes we all we all were concerned about, and they've really blown up in a way I didn't even expect. So he wasn't maybe a perfect culture fit. He wasn't. A great two-way player. He was an elite shooter and a great athlete, and he was super dynamic. But even him, it's like if Denver's hopes were pinned to Malik Beasley right now, I think you would feel a little bit more tumultuous. Like as as tumultuous as you feel with say a Michael Porter, only not nearly as good. Like you know, the risks seem the same, but the reward isn't isn't as high.
2: So mainly just not nearly as tall. I do think it's worth noting that
3: if the Nuggets followed the advice of some of the local critics. Yeah. Those are three contracts that. Or at least two contracts two that contracts, were signed, right? Two contracts. So Plum Plumlee,
1: not, I don't. I don't think. Yeah, we they, could probably. Play play play
3: play.
0: Play for <laughs> they can't lose it. Poor or whatever. Plumlee. Poor. Plumlee. I know. Poor Plumlee is a
1: punching bag, and he's like a good, really great don't. dude and a good player. And by the way, actually, he can be a punching bag. He's making so Let's
3: much. Fifty-five over six years to play <laughs> yeah, back the center. Yeah. He's doing fine. I'd let him turn me into
1: a
2: punching bag for a day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> punch <laughs> me all you want. It was like yeah, literal punches.
3: Let's take our first break.
1: When we come back, though. Um, we're going to start our conversation about all these other guys, these new, these new faces and, and <Sest>. let's kind of get hyped. a hype cast, let's get oh. hyped about them. First
0: Harrison, take us into our first break. Let's get hyped about the Cyber Monday <laughs> sale going on at thednvr.com. You can't right not now. be hyped. Pull up the graphic guy if you can, The that, yeah.
1: that tweet we just put out, cause it's got all the hoodies, like the brand new hoodies, which I Up are to 80%
0: off up. the entire store. You spend $75 pre-tax- We will also give you a $15 gift card that you can apply starting Tuesday, December 1st to the DMVR Locker. So awesome deals going on. The hoodies, they're fire. They were running off the rack like crazy. Everybody was getting these hoodies over the weekend. So pick some up before they sell out. I don't know if they're going to sell out. Like at this pace, they might. So. I would. Get I think they already sold out one time. I think we. Yeah, we, we, we have upped the order
2: more than one time. Uh, yeah. The thing about all of this stuff is that um, the cool thing about you know if just getting any kind of piece of Dnvr gear is that um, when you like see people in the street wearing the same thing, like you know they're cool. Like you could oh, like you could be like, yo, yeah. that person's that's that's like a cool person. Um, the, you know, like we were talking about the uh, the, the hoodies are essentially going to become uh sort of the de facto uniform for all of the uh dnvr army out there so i mean there's nothing better than just like you know like looking being like oh cool there's a member over there like you can those are like it, it's as though you ran into somebody in the bar in real life
0: you can just kind of talk to them so. yeah. You're walking around denver you want one of these hoodies the hottest thing in the streets right now <laughs> many people DMVR are saying hoodies. many people, are, saying. Getting <laughs> it. Yeah, people many are talking people. about these hoodies people are talking <laughs> um so yeah make sure to take advantage of that guys today cyber monday uh also make sure to sign up for the dnvr4 country club on wgt uh, we okay. play tournaments in wgt on every Alrighty, weekend. Bro. Okay, here it is. Some of us here are oh, members God. of the oh, under three hundred club so in the close to the pin challenge. Others aren't. Oh. You can probably tell based on the reaction who is isn't. Was I was three oh seven. <laughs> I was so close, it
1: made me so mad. I'm you all in close. on this idea of the sub three hundred club being. Maybe like we'll a do tomorrow. a. Uh,
0: yeah.
2: I mean, it is close to the pin. Maybe we'll do a, a horseshoes or hand grenades. So oh. for you, so you can talk about how you were oh so close to breaking 300. I was at 271. I was the top uh, member here, I believe, in the chat. Oh, oh, wow! Look congrats. At you. congrats! You get
0: uh, absolutely nothing.
2: Congrats! <laughs> congrats. I, I feel like I just got to say that. That was for something.
0: <laughs> but for all you guys I love who are not Chinese. on this show, you can submit your scorecard and be entered into the drawing to actually win a prize uh with us here at DNVR. So just. Uh, screenshot your scorecard reply to the pin tweet on the dnvr underscore sports account every single weekend with your score you can also email it to info at the DMVR.com. that's how you can be registered to win a prize <laughs> uh,
2: it's so true I, I you're so you're not wrong bd sticks says that uh, me saying it's cool to wear DNVR stuff is undercut by the fact that i myself am wearing the DMVR stuff. <laughs> what a great point <laughs> what a great point i will i'll look into that <laughs>
1: I think Cyber Monday is like, seems like a phrase that was made 30 years ago and has become antiquated. Like
2: Cy- The word cyber, cyber always feels like yeah. you're yeah, – like, like the, the net.
1: If yeah, <laughs> you guys are out there surfing the net. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, yeah. We're, it's Hot Net Monday. We're- yeah, Hot Net Monday for <laughs> sure. Uh, all right. So let's get into now uh, our list of guys. When you've kind of comp- – oh, actually – I guess we could save Nate Robinson. Should we do a quick thing on Nate Robinson getting knocked out? Former Denver Nuggets? Yes. I can't believe I forgot oh, like no. about I feel like no. we have to. Who on the who he, who here watched it? Did anybody watch it in real time? I, I, oh I didn't watch the fight, but as soon as it came I out, watched the timeline, it real time. I saw all that I'll stuff. Watch it real I watched it in mean, real time. Yeah.
2: Did you uh scream the way that I screamed when Nate Robinson hit the canvas
1: the second oh. time?
2: I was like, Are you ready? Were you, were you... <laughs>
1: I mean, Nate. I was rooting for Nate Rob. I didn't want to. I mean, this other yeah. clown. I don't know this guy. He's a YouTuber, apparently. Uh, I but Jake he seems Paul. like don't a, know he Paul? seems like a real. He seems like a real. Douche he's a douchebag. He's, he's yeah. terrible.
2: He's he's like um, he is like the impi- like epitome of like
1: what we hate in the world of like privilege yeah. and. Like oh, like, <laughs> he's,
2: yeah. the, he's
1: like at so, the same like, time though. I will say Nate Robinson. Like I just, I thought he could fight. <laughs> I thought he could yeah, fight he, a little bit. That, that was like my it.
0: biggest question. Did Nate Robinson trade at all for this fight? Oh, oh god! Take oh, one. He takes the left. Then right. he takes the
1: right. Oh, oh god! Heavens to Mercutio! That's just the knockdown. That's not the knockout. Yeah, oh. no, that
2: that's the first one where you're like, oh shoot! And then, uh, and then when j Paul removed jab. his, oh, oh. oh.
1: No. clearly not a boxer, man. Just oh. Oh. wow. I'll tell you what, man. I this makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, this, this whole fight, the whole thing, like, because I love boxing, but this one, this like celebrities boxing, and it feels really weird. Like, I I, I thought Pablo Torre had a great thing today on uh, on uh, on on Twitter. I saw where he was talking about. Oops, I'm taking that down. Where he was talking about how like the internet internet culture now is all about trying to find someone to make fun of, yeah. and like this boxing thing <laughs> totally. is like the ultimate like condensed version of that. Or, like, one a- of you is going to be humiliated let's find out who today on it have you seen that black mirror episode where like the person is they're all like pedaling on bikes trying to earn enough coins and then yeah. this one and like they make it all the way up to become a porn star like it's like that's like the pinnacle of their like existence <laughs> and it just kind of almost feels like that where like well that's i mean this is this is always
2: the i mean you always have this in human culture where there's the the one the, the one part that everybody looks at and laughs at and feels better about themselves the internet just exacerbates it and like puts it on tilt and like makes it even more so yeah. but um i mean this is just like what people do but uh that fight was crazy man i wasn't ready for it yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't ready like cuz Nate Robinson is cut it's just the and also the fight up to that point was just so terrible like nate it was nate robinson uh getting in under the punches of like the sloppy slow punches yeah, yeah. of Jake Paul. And then they would just hug over and over. And yeah. I was gonna make a—I told you I was going to make a, yeah. a hugging meme about how they were just hugging each other. And then it got real, real, real fast.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I didn't want to linger on that, but I feel like we had linger. to mention it because it's former, former Nuggets, legend, Nugget's legend. I don't, I wonder what people feel about Nate Robinson because I didn't mind him when he was here, but I started covering the team right when he was on the way out and he was kind of a, I would oh, say was, a disturbance. Like he was, he was he was not about being in Denver for that day. And it was, it
0: was pretty He was pretty clearly,
2: obvious. clearly one of the issues with that team. Right?
1: Yeah,
2: Without far, think any question. The core of the issue, to be honest. Uh, well, you know, I think Denver? this
0: fight was over when Nate Robinson walked into the ring wearing Knicks colors. It's true. Oh, geez, That's so
1: true. Why would you like, do that? Like, the fight was though? over at that point. Uh, Paul it was over. Ring the bell. I, let's get into our list here, guys. Um, we're going to go into or- – well, we we have an order here. There's no rhyme or region to it, but the hype cast here. Zeke Naji, Harrison, why is – why should Nuggets fans be more excited about Zeke Naji? And, and, you know, not not just maybe long term, maybe it's short term. What, what is it? What Let's hype him
0: up here. I have a prediction that Zeke Naji, he's going to be like the instant Wancho this year. He's going to be the instant fan favorite. Why are fans going to love this guy? Because he plays super hard all the time. He goes 100 percent balls to the wall every time he's out there. He dies for loose balls, he scraps, he claws. He's just got like this unbelievable motor. I think that's something the that Nuggets really liked, and I-, I think that's something that Nuggets fans are really just going to warm up to about Zeke Naji as well. So he's going to pop for that reason. But also, I feel like he's got an outside chance to get on the floor a little bit this season. Yeah. He's definitely more ready to play than R.J. Hampton. Yeah. Uh, he's definitely got more of a path two minutes than a Marcus Howard. So I I don't think he's going to be a member of the rotation, but I would not be surprised if, you know, we see him get some spot minutes here and there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be such a crazy season. He's absolutely going to get minutes. I mean, somebody will be sick. Some of there'll be some sort of COVID thing. Like um, we're absolutely going to see him on the floor. I mean, he's got, you know, if not a full, at least a three quarters NBA body, like he's.
1: Man, he's oh, gonna I, I'm gonna push like back that. on that. I think he has an NBA body. I'm watching him here, and he looks really thick.
0: I mean, clearly thicker than all these college. Yeah, I, I just and feel they like say he's he added twenty more. pounds though. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Hey, since, From this. since yeah, since oh, this since he this. added twenty pounds while he was on a vegan diet. Like that is that's that's incredible in its own right. Yeah, he just he does have I think.
1: You know, I'm reminded of a couple training camps back back in San Diego, Harrison. Do you remember Jokic raving about Tom, Big Tom, Tom Welsh, how much he loved it? Big Tom. And the reason he liked him, and look, Big Tom didn't turn out to be a player, but the reason he liked him is because Big Tom, like – totally understood his role and was there right. to just like be the hardest worker. Right. And put his head down, didn't act like he knew better. Didn't act like, Hey, you guys have to, sh- I have some skills too. Let me shine. He was just like, Hey man, what does the team need? I'm just going to put my head down and do it. And I kind of get that vibe. I'm not kind of, I really get that vibe from Zeke Naji. that is he skilled? Yeah. He's more skilled than big Tom, but he, isn't coming here to flash his skills he's coming here to do whatever it is they need and that's the foundation the skills will yeah. shine later i'm and
2: really interested in his uh, his mid range shot it's like it he's really going to be smooth. a good shooter i have I think little, a little i have
0: a lot of confidence that he's going to be a very good shooter at the nba level very good
1: what skill set do you think will actually will, will we see if he does play this year cuz i don't know that his jumper is going to be a
2: it's going to be his uh, perimeter kind of defense right uh, that's
0: i think not what i think um I'm going to go with just like offensive rebounding and yeah. just motor around the glass. Like motor. Yep. A- every time he's on the floor he's going to be the fifth option. So yeah. he's just going to be crashing the glass hard. And I think he's can be really aggressive and, and like really effective in that way. Yeah. And
1: that's exactly what I think too. It's going to be the motor. It's going to be this. Like he he's so fast down the court and he sprints. Like as soon as that rebound's secured he just starts running so I think it'll be that um, it, it'll be a uh, ceiling guys. Jokic is so good at interior passing. These are the passes that are like five feet away, you know, like where he catches it right outside the restricted area and passes it to somebody inside the restricted area who has a wide open dunk. I think Zeke's going to be a guy that just is constantly sealing his man and, and fighting for position. And if he does get to play with Jokic, I think Jokic will really enjoy that. So even in training camp, I think Jokic might enjoy that aspect of his game. So yeah, definitely. Um,
2: I, I'm just so I'm I'm so intrigued with him on the defensive end, like after that clip that Wynn posted uh, on draft night, just watching him making yeah. intelligent switches and, and keeping the, the perimeter sealed. So nobody was able to even get any sort of uh, penetration. It was really impressive. So I, I don't know if that'll translate or not, but just the idea that we have like a really high motor defensive big is
1: uh Enticing. I'm telling you, I also think he's going to be a first team all towel waiver. And I know that sounds like an insult, but yeah, it, yeah. I mean it as a compliment. Like, you know, Wancho has been this guy, Monte uh Monte Morris is this guy. Like having that guy on the bench that's just always at one hundred is is a is a key for it. Jared Dudley's had a fourteen year career just by That's doing true. that. Really, half of it just been doing that. So I gotta say that he's
2: got to get this hairstyle back if he's gonna be like he's gonna be able to yeah. little, it around he, from he the bench it. like he
1: needs it. He's,
2: it's basically like a built in pom pom. It's incredible.
1: <laughs> so there's I, I've heard the Channing Fry comp a lot, and we heard it again from his trainer. Um, there was a piece by I believe is Sean Sean Keeler in the uh, from the Denver Post. Really good sort of feature on on uh, Zeke. And the comp that I've heard even in the pre-draft was Channing Fry. I don't see that one as much in part because... Zeke looks to me much more like a bruiser than a Channing Fry. Channing Fry always a finesse more of a finesse guy. I mean, he had the shot, and I think that's where this comp is coming from, and, and also the height. So also the Ari- the fact that both Arizona, was Arizona right? That's
0: if we're being honest, that's where the main comp is coming <laughs> from.
1: <laughs> but but like if I look at this dude, I'm like, he's just much more of a he he's always running to get contact with people. And and I think that's where the, the it breaks down. And what's interesting is his trainer says, and I think this is a little crazy, but according to this Denver Post report. Compared him to Kevin Garnett, another guy who had worked out by, with, with the same trainer, had worked out with Kevin, Kevin Garnett, had also worked out with Zeke Nagy, and said that he pr- thinks that defensively he's that's what he's going to be because he's such a tenacious defender. You know how Kevin Garnett was always trying to get at go at people not defensively, not just kind of react to him. And I wonder if, you know, look, man, I don't see that in what limited things I've seen from him, but he oh, does shit. seem to have the same mentality of like, hey, I'm here to like be a complete pest
0: well totally and another another thing that i think could make him a a really just hot name during training camp he's a communicator on the court like he talks a lot defensively and that's also another thing that everybody was uh talking up big tom about Thomas Walsh came into the Nuggets roster and Michael Malone like anointed him the Nuggets best communicator on defense right, like, on the first right. day of training camp. And <laughs> we're all like, like, what? Like this two-way player, <laughs> 50-some-odd pick is the Nuggets best communicator? Like Zeke Nagy ha- has that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um Big Tom did not have a single fast twitch
1: muscle fiber in his body. That was his downfall. Very really, slow is. twitch. Very <laughs> slow twitch player. I think
2: really <laughs> you could use the word twitch. Like yeah, there really wasn't slow, any twitching like, going slow.
1: on. Vote, <laughs> I, I hate to bring you back on as we slander Tom Welsh, man. But, yeah. Uh, that's, why,
2: that's why we brought you back on. Do you have any Do you think like Who's to
3: going to be the new Tom? I mean, we have Latko still. He's still your ah. boy, but... I think this Zeke comp is really, really good. I think Zeke's mm-hmm. gonna have a more to offer in the NBA than yeah. Tom Welsh did. Yeah. But this guy's gonna ingratiate and endear himself with the fan base and his teammates, I think, pretty quickly. I I, I comped him too. This sounds like an insult. I mean it as a compliment. Like kind of reminds me of a golden retriever a little bit. Like, throw the ball and he's down to the <laughs> run. Throw wait a minute, like, where is he going to go here? What player? No, no it's he's a, a, Air Bud. He's, like, <laughs> he's talking about yeah, Air Bud. He's like eager. He's air eager. Okay. I'm serious though. Like, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. like, you tell me where to run and I'll do it, Coach. Let's play ball. And, <laughs> and I think that that's a good quality for a guy who's going to be on the end of the bench to start yeah. his career. Do you think a shoot? And,
2: do you think he'll shoot also with his mouth or possibly? Uh, uh, all right, so oh, the next man. guy
0: we have a, a lot, lot of air air to, blood tendencies. So
1: oh, we, we, we have to keep it on our list. I'm excited for Zeke Naji. We I feel like we haven't hyped him enough, so hopefully we provide a little hype. I still don't think he's going to be a major factor this season, other than as Eric mentioned, you know, injuries, COVID, whatever, uh, or just general rest. Rest, but I do think that he's a name that we're going to hear this week because he has the things that you hear about in training camp: hard work, hustle, put his head down, Definitely. do his job, like good attitude. So I think we're going to hear his name a lot this week. The next guy. We have really not hyped this guy for good reason. This is a boomer bust one. Isaiah Hartenstein, almost of all the players that have joined outside of Marcus Howard, who's like nobody's talked about because he's a two-way player. But of all the guys, man, Isaiah Hartenstein might actually be the backup center. I think there's a real chance that he is one of the eight best players on the Nuggets roster this season. And we have barely even mentioned him. Now there's a chance that he's not that, right? Isaiah Hartenstein, 22 years old. He's one month older than Michael Porter Jr., Think about how much we are projecting on Michael Porter to get better because we're like, oh, but he's now he's through that rookie season. He's going to be this or that. Hartenstein is a guy that in all of the advanced metrics shines uh, 16 points, 10 rebound average in the G League, which is if you were getting a 22-year-old who put up 16 and 10 with his efficiency, by the way, like extremely high efficiency, uh, true shooting percentage. If you got that guy out of college, you'd be like, man, this guy really put up numbers. He did that in in the G league, which I think is a better league. So there's part of me that thinks, man, Hartenstein might be a Will Barton type find where he just, for circumstances beyond his control, kind of fell and didn't get an opportunity in his previous stop in Houston, um, but maybe he's actually a diamond in the rough here. What do you? Am I being crazy on this, Harrison?
0: Probably not. Um, the G League stats are something else, and my philosophy with the G League is if you don't dominate, you're probably not any good. And he do- he dominated the G League. Uh, You go look at his stats. He was the 2019 Finals MVP MVP in the G League. And he also had some really good games against the Nuggets when he did play, as as we're seeing (laughs) here. So that's also kind of notable. I was thinking about this. Mason Plumlee averaged like 17 minutes a game with Denver last year. That's a lot. And knowing Mike Malone, I don't think the Nuggets are going to suddenly stop playing a backup center. Mm -hmm. So I think he's going to play. I think he's going to be a member of the rotation on a night-to-night basis.
3: And, look, he's a fine backup center. Uh, I really do believe that. I mean, we no one wanted them to make a big splash with the backup center move, right? Right. Especially right. after I the basically contract. Yeah. yeah, find someone as cheap as possible. To Wynn's point, I don't think they could have done a much better job. Like, Hartenstein probably can play, and he couldn't have come much cheaper. And there actually is a little bit of upside there. Every person I talk to who, you know, you would consider an amateur scout or even a professional scout, they're in love with this dude. They think he's yeah. got an NBA skill set. My immediate pushback with that is like, okay, then why is he in the G League? Why wasn't he playing? If he's so good, shouldn't an orga have found use for him? Except he was in Houston, where they don't really know what to do with centers anyway right now. So right. I am curious to see what Hartenstein looks like in a more traditional offense. Uh, there might be a role for him in Denver. I'm not going to get carried away with the hype. He did play well in the G league. It's just the G league, but I think this guy can fill the modest role. We're looking for him to fill.
1: Yeah. I look, man, I, I, same thing. Like, I don't know that Denver's like hopes and dreams rely on him, but to me, he is another one of these guys, another candidate for me that like, he just might surprise people. This has happened to sure. us a handful of times over the years where like, we've gone into a season, not talking about the guy that we actually probably should have been talking about all along. And and he's just, to me is we're at the end of this, we're going to talk about top candidates, Look, man, he's a worthy flyer, and I know there's a lot of people out there that wanted like Denver to get Mark Gasol or or this or that. Like Hartenstein might actually end up being the player Was that it you, That me, yeah, for sure because I like. Marc Gasol. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm saying here, Hartenstein, there's a chance that he could play alongside Jokic. There's yeah. a chance that he could actually become a larger piece of Denver's roster, whereas Mark Gasol probably would have been like a, a very right. short term, you know, right. uh, you, you know, whatever. So, um, I here's what I think it is with Hartenstein. He looks like a goober, man.
2: This, he, he looks, looks like per-
0: Plumley, is what it is. <laughs> yeah, he does look so. exactly. I know the, 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 he,
2: exactly. BD stick. Like immediately, he does a, a reverse jam. It's like, oh, we just signed. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, replaced yeah. Plumley with Plum. Uh, That's
1: awesome. Fine, whatever. He's it's Super like, long, super mobile. Um, I'm. I don't know. I'm, I think I'm higher on Hartenstein than I'm, than most people are. I think there's a real chance that he's a player for Denver. Um, again, not a star, but just can he be one of your top nine guys? Right. I think there's a good chance that he's that he can be that. Um. Let's do one more. We saw RJ Hampton. We've talked about him a lot. So this one will probably, Oh, do you have anything else on here? I see that you have uh Oh no, no, that's, that's a little bit later. Uh, RJ Hampton. So the number one thing for me to get hyped about RJ Hampton, because I think he's the clearest candidate of all the guys outside of Marcus uh, Howard to not play this year or to play extremely sparing mm. minutes. And I think that's yeah. fine. In fact, I think in many ways it's probably better for him to yeah. continue that, that individual player development, but the one thing I'll say is that he's so young and he hasn't played basketball for, you know, 8 months other than just training. I mean, he's been training like crazy. But there's a real chance that he is a lot better than what he was the last time we saw him in that Australian league. Like there there's a chance that his growth curve right now, not even a chance, it's likely that his growth c- curve is so extremely steep. So RJ Hampton to me is a raw prospect, but maybe he's
0: significantly less raw than last we saw. That's that's mm. my that's my hype for him, I guess. Well, the Nuggets certainly hope so because I'm definitely lower right now on Hampton than I was last week because of that news that came out of the G League that there's like probably not going to be a G League season and mm. the teams that are going to play are going to be like in this Atlanta bubble and there's going to be a $500,000 buy-in. The Nuggets don't have a team, so I don't know what that means for Denver's <laughs> prospects. Like, you know? Yeah. Um, so from that sense, I'm a little concerned about the type of development he could get this year. Um, but I am with you. Everybody you talk to is under this belief that he's a much better player now than the guy he was in Australia. And um, he's a worker who like lives and breeds the game. <laughs> he, he's already in Denver. Uh, I think he'll be getting in Pepsi Center Tuesday. He'll be one of the first guys in there to start ball working arena. out. So ball oh, yeah, Ball Arena, of course. So uh, I think things are off to a good start with him. <laughs>
1: I think this is a little hopeful, somebody predicting he's gonna average 20 a la Luca. I think that's how, I think- um, Not You think that's hopeful? I think that's, <laughs> I think that's yeah. a little hopeful. I mean, I don't know if he has a single-
2: In that Jamal Murray hasn't averaged that his entire career? Yeah, that's yeah.
1: true, he's gonna outscore Jamal right off the bat. Right. Um, I don't know, his hype, we've talked about him a lot. For me, the RJ hype is a lot more about the future hype than it yes. is necessarily about the right now hype. But, um, and I'm still remain really high on that um but you know he's another one that whose name i'm curious to hear we talked about zeke Naji, head down knows what he you know knows why he's here he's just gonna work he's not gonna ask questions i think rj has said nothing but that publicly and i'm curious to see if that's what we find out in camp that he's just out there trying to defend and learn the system and this or that um so i'm really curious if we're gonna hear rj Hampton's do you think baseball. do you think the
2: next snake draft we should do is uh the- Nugget's young cores. like I know. I think this new young core yeah. might, might pass up the previous young core. I don't know. I We'll have to see how the, uh, the draft and RJ Hampton versus yeah, we'll Gary see. Harris. No, Jokic I think RJ I think, I think Hampton is the third. Like it's, he oh, and it's the, start. And are, uh, the start of a new core. Oh, wow. Core the, 3.0. Wow. The third I'm saying core. like, yeah, like we're just building it's just nothing but cores. It's like uh, oh, wow. <laughs> <in there. laughs> I love it.
1: Yeah, Marcus Howard. All right. Let's hit a break. On the other side though, obviously
0: we got a lot more, including Campazzo. Campazzo. Uh, I love it, I love it, I love it. Uh, Yeah, guys, Green Mountain Deno Group, still hooking it up for DNVR members. You guys can get a free song (laughs) with your toothbrush. When you schedule a that's cleaning, great. X-ray, and exam, that's a great comment. <laughs> that's so true. Develop. I believe in that
1: strategy too. <laughs> that comment of the day.
0: Yeah, oh, well, dude. Then. You
1: need the graphic. We need the graphic of this. Yeah, yeah. So I I need the yeah we need the <laughs> graphic.
0: Pistons, Pistons turbo players, players into a core. <laughs> comment section is on fire today. Uh, oh man. Ugh. Pistons have two cores. The three first round draft picks that they that just spent and then Jeremy Grant, Mason Plum, two cores. Yeah. Make sure to hit up Green Mountain Dental Group, guys. Get a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. Another company who is having a Cyber Monday deal, Strava Craft Coffee. You guys can save 30% off all Strava Craft Coffee today, Monday, Cyber Monday, when you use the coupon code C-Y-B-E-R 30, Cyber 30. All one word, all capitals. Use that code, save 30% off your Strava Craft Coffee order today.
3: Uh, testi- testimonials by today. Uh, my, my brother tried uh, Strava Craft Coffee for the first time. This CBD stuff got me honking like a goose. Oh. I didn't ask him what that means, but yeah, another I, satisfied I, customer, I think. Wait, he say job, hunk? Strava. Did he say honking yeah. like a Honking like hunking. a goose. Honking! I don't oh, know. Like didn't know that was an expression. Honking but good job, like Travis. That's, That's definitely a
0: positive. Definitely a positive. No way that could yeah. be a negative at all. Yeah, For sure. Honking like a goose. <laughs> next, yeah, I have follow-up I questions. <laughs>
1: uh, next up on the Hypecast, guy we've almost said nothing about, Greg Whittington. Whittington. I'm excited. Oh. Uh, right. Winnington. Hey. Winnington. Yeah. Yo. Like, like what, yeah, hey. So here's the thing. Here's another guy. Here's my hype for him. I'll, I'll start off, and then I'll hand the baton over to you, Wynn. When... Here's the hype oh. for him. Tim Conley has been great at finding Greg Whittington's, right? T- Tory Craig was a Greg Whittington. Like, just wasn't drafted, went, went away to some little league, and uh, yeah, all my Australian fans are going to be mad at some other league <laughs> and ends he up coming over something. late in his career. And it's like, oh, how did nobody know about this guy? Um, sometimes these guys, I don't know, but sometimes guys like, that are super NBA talented, but never make it. Maybe it's because they're trying to be a star. They're trying to be this by the time they're Tory Craig's, you know, they come over and they're like, Hey, I'm not that I'm a role player. And I'm good at it. Whittington might just be that we've talked a lot about who replaces Jeremy Grant, who guards wings. That's what he's known for. So maybe he is a guy that has a Tory Craig esque first season Mm -hmm. where if you remember Tory Craig was in the G league and the nuggets just kept calling him up and like hiding him in like, Places So that he could get all of his day's worth because they're like, yeah, he's part of the team, even though he's on a two way. I think there's a little chance for Greg Whittington to be that guy. Honestly, I really do think there's a chance for that. So
0: I'm probably more hyped that about Greg Whittington than a lot of people. If you look at his stats, I would guess that I, I would like if you're if you're hyped at all, you are more hyped than most people. <laughs> most well, I don't people know, Adam. Are. You you sounded a little hyped, so I'm, I am hyped. I'm Adam saying, also I'm,
2: not most people.
0: Just to be, I'm clear. probably a little bit more hyped than Adam. So if you yeah. look at Greg Whittington's stats from last year, he put up pretty much the same numbers that Tory Craig did in the NBL. But yeah. the league that Greg Woodington was playing in, the competition he was playing against was much better than what mm. Torrey Craig was playing as in the NBL. So f- from that line of thinking, I think you can expect Greg Whittington to come in and be similar to the type of player Tory Craig was when he got here. Here's another thing about Greg Whittington. I was told that he had other offers, other high-level League offers, other offers from NBA teams, but he chose to come to Denver because there's real opportunity here. The Nuggets yeah. lost Jeremy Grant and Tory Craig. There is a huge hole as a three and D defensive guy on the yep. wing, like we talked about at the top of the show. That's a big reason why he's in Denver. Now there was big opportunity here. The answer
1: to this is yes, he was in Miami on their G league team and just didn't, didn't last, didn't, didn't last and then goes over to Europe. So yes, I mean, you're right that Tori never was here. He, he was, he was always, uh, you know, abroad, but it's the same for Whittington. I mean, he was in the G league for a little bit and also he's years older now. So you, what, what I'm saying is, Maybe the idea to him of being Tracy McGrady. I I don't know if this was his was ever his vision. I'm just saying with players like this, often that they want to be Tracy McGrady. As you get older and more experienced, you realize, hey, my only shot is to actually be Mo Harkless. And I I reached out to Mark Deeks, by the way. I don't know if you guys know Mark Deeks, but he covers uh, a a lot of European hoops. And I asked him about him and we had a a back and forth. But this quote stood out to me from from my conversation with him. He said, you'll want to see Robert Covington in, in him. But he's more like you're more likely to see Mo Harkless, which is still plenty fine. And I agree. Like right. Mo Harkless was a target for the uh, when we were talking about guys that Denver could go after. Mo Harkless' name came up. If you get Mo Harkless on a two way deal, like you you hit you won. You that's a that's a fantastic thing. So, um, he, real chance again. He's another one of those guys that we haven't talked about that I think has a real chance of being in the rotation. I, I mean, absolutely want to see. Uh, Roko in him. Like he, he looks like his yeah.
2: body
0: type in his. Maybe it's the hair. I,
2: you know, I always look at him. Yeah, hair it so is I'm actually like, the hair. Maybe yep. that's all dude, that's He also looks just
0: like Kata Bates up, guys, if we're being completely <laughs> honest. She looks exactly like KDB Shut your mouth,
1: I never saw KDB do this one, though, you know? I'm telling never you, was. KDB had like the weirdest
2: body movements, which is the way that I watch basketball more than anything, is I just yeah. watch the way that uh, the athletes move on the floor. And like he doesn't look anything like KBD.
3: I mean, look, who, who's going to be the backup three? Is it a natural shooting guard who's hurt, a natural point guard, or a seven foot two guy who hasn't played yet? There's a real chance Greg Whittington is in this rotation. And we led the show with fine, you don't want to pay Jeremy Grant $20 million. Well, who guards the wings in the playoffs? It could end up being it Greg be Whittington, him. especially after be. letting Tory Craig walk. So, this, like, there's there's high ceiling guys we're getting hyped about, like the Argentine Hamptons. But Greg could. Greg could. By the end of of camp, we could know that Greg's going to play a lot. So I'm excited to see how that pans out. Um, one uh, from watching some of these Whittington games, one thing that stands out
1: to me is how much movement there is with the the, the style of play and in the leagues he's been playing in. What I mean is that European basketball in general is just more about ball movement, executing plays. Like right, right, like this is more. it's more in that vein than maybe the NBA is where it's a lot more individual heavy. And I think playing with Jokic, I mean, Jokic is the most European style superstar. Even Luka Doncic plays a James Harden style offense, not necessarily. Like Jokic is a true European style superstar. So I think that, you know, there's a chance that his ability to read off the ball, like he could be Tori Craig, but taller and longer, but actually a great off-ball player as well, like a, right. a, a significantly right. better one. So that's what I. That's one
3: thing I'm kind of excited. Oh, for for him. Also want to mention: is it 50 games the two-way deal this yeah. year? 50 yeah. games, right? Yeah. So he's not going to be, be on a two-way many. and be around. Yep. So yeah, yeah hundred,
1: hundred percent. All right, next guy on our list. I know your uh, our European fans have been waiting up Oof. for us to get to this one. That's why we put him at the end so that we get the numbers the whole time. Mm-hmm. Facundo Compazzo. Compazzo. <laughs> Compazzo. Compazzo. <laughs> Matt Moore, by the way, my colleague of, at Locked on Nuggets, making fun of me left and right for being excited about Compazzo. Not going to apologize. I'm excited about this dude. Um, I'll, Can I read you I, this
3: list? <laughs> we'll be, give us the list. Give us the rundown vote. All right. So, everyone, hope you're shooting down. Hope you're buckled the long in. list. Compasso, two-time Euroleague champion, three-time Spanish league champion, two-time Spanish cup winner, four-time Spanish super cup winner, Spanish league finals MVP, Spanish league most spectacular player, Two-time All Spanish League First Team, two-time All Spanish League Second Team, Spanish Cup MVP, two-time Spanish Cups, two-time Spanish Super Cup MVP, FIBA Americas League Champion, All FIBA Americas League First Team, All FIBA Americas League Second Team, two-time Interleague Tournament Jesus, Champion, four-time Argentine <laughs> League Champion, Argentine Challenge Cup winner, three-time Argentine Super Eight Tournament winner, Argentine Cup winner, two-time Argentine League Finals MVP, three-time Argent League Ideal Quintet Team. Argentine League Most Improved Player, Argentine uh, I, re, I think League we're just making up awards, right? Revelation <laughs> of the Year, three-time Argentine League All-Star, Revelation more, of the you, Year. You guys get the idea. This, this is, is like Denaria
1: subird her like titles, you know, like it just keeps yeah, going man, on God. and
2: on. Just wait till he gets to add NBA
1: participant to the end of that. <laughs> so here's the thing. Here's the thing about it. I I do believe in this one thing. I do think that there are players that are winners, and like. That there's something – basketball stats, it's, they don't, it's not baseball. You can't like really get to the heart of, all right, this number tells me how good this guy is or what have you. To me, he, him being on so many winning teams in so many different leagues and tournaments and, and styles, of, You know, all of these different things, to me, I just – there's got to be something to it. Now, yes, he's tiny. Yes, the NBA is more about athleticism than any other basketball league in the world. Um, And the size part of it becomes even more important than the NBA than anywhere else. But, you know, Denver's not asking him to save their team. He's asking them to be one of their nine or ten best guys. And I don't know. The guy's just won everywhere he's gone. That's why I'm so optimistic about him. And also him choosing Denver. Like, he's a point guard that knows the game as well as anyone. He sees Mm -hmm. the court as well as anyone. And he was like, Denver, that's where I belong. It's like almost like he self-scouted himself and was like, hey, I know where I can make this work. So I'm 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 high on his ability to be one of the top nine
3: guys. I believe in the idea of winners, man. Especially after watching I uh, different style of players, but after watching Jimmy Butler just take the heat to the finals, right? Right. And and I even think Jamal Murray slots into this. I think he's probably a 90th, 95th percentile guy in terms of talent, but yeah. not 98th, 99th. And yet, last playoffs in the bubble, he was that dude. For as good as Jamal is, I think he's even more just cut out for it mentally tough than right. he is talented. And I think that stuff manifests when it comes to winning time. Oh, so absolutely I, I buy into this idea that Compazzo's got some of it in him. Does 5'11 hurt in the NBA? Yes. But I can't wait to see if this guy makes a winning impact because my guess is that he does. Yeah.
2: It's, it's not like it, it it would be the first time a short player ever right. succeeded in the NBA. It's not like right. you just need to be an above – you just need to be a transcendent player, which it, he appears to be. I mean – he could easily be JJ Barea. I mean, like, he could be Isaiah Thomas. I mean, like we don't know like where where this, this could go. Like short players can do it if you can do it. Like if you can be crafty, which clearly his game is. Um, like, and all you need to do is just create enough space to get a shot off. And and more than anything, like you just need for him. As I'm watching his highlights here, it's he looks like he's a lot about like that misdirection. Um, just throwing passes for yeah, people. Look at that fast, he he <laughs> plays like he's playing
0: <laughs> soccer, to be honest. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Oh, totally a soccer
1: player <sighs> Yeah, on the court. I I mean, look, man, I'm not going to overhype it and say, because I don't want to be like, oh, the Dugget season rests on his shoulders or this or that, because I don't think it does. If he doesn't work out, Denver has a great rotation in place without him. But I do think there's just a chance that he's this guy that adds to the team all the things that he added in Europe. They're just still there because he knows how to adjust and he knows how to play the game. And it's not just. <laughs> Just this one style. I mean, just nutmeg and euros on this on these highlights.
2: (laughs) I'm also excited
1: to welcome in all of our Argentinian new followers. I mean, we've we've cornered the market. We got the Serbia. We've got Australia. You know, I'm ready for. Let's let's bring in
0: some South American flavor here. Yeah, I'm just curious to see how much he's going to play. Like a lot of people have made the point that uh, yeah, there's no way Composto is coming over here to sit on the bench. Like, and I I totally agree with that. Um, He's going to (laughs) play, but. I don't Those think Those people don't know Michael Malone, though. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's going to, you know, suddenly like vault Monte Morris in the rotation either. I, like, I don't think that's going to happen. So um, I'm curious to see how much he plays, but I mean, I have little doubt in my mind that he's an NBA player because, in reality, guys like the gap between the you know ninth, tenth, eleventh man in the NBA and the top of the top in the top leagues in Europe, there's not that big of a gap there.
3: So I have, like, little doubt he's an NBA player. I also just love the idea of more playmakers on this team, more guys that can dribble, more guys that can can set Jamal and Jokic up as opposed to them having to, to do everything themselves. Um, that idea is always exciting to me.
2: I'm, I've completely talked myself into being – this team is going to be so
1: fun to watch. Me too, man. Me too. Like, you went through – it was – I'm telling you, it's always this shock. Like when you something happens that you didn't expect, and then you're like, "Well, this wasn't what I expected." But then you analyze, and you're like, "Oh, maybe it's better actually." But I- right. yo, I
2: think we might be better. Like, uh, yeah, uh, for sure. They, we, we have what we've given up in uh, in defensive prowess with Jeremy Grant. Which, by the way, Jeremy Grant was our defensive specialist, and he did nothing but get cooked by uh, all of the top players that we supposedly need him to stop. Like LeBron James was not stopped. By the two best players in the league. Kawh- but <laughs> neither, yeah. But neither of <laughs> these players were stopped. Like, it's not like. I mean, how much more are they going to score?
3: <laughs> like, I think Kawhi's the argument. I think the Clippers series is like, the one you narrow in on. Except, except that, for Kawhi like,
1: was awesome until Game Seven.
2: I until until games, just... exactly. Like Kawhi was, Kawhi was in no way stopped until Game Seven, where he just stopped making.
3: Business. I think. I think Jeremy Grant did an excellent job making life harder for. I, Kawhi. Did. He did. I did. I did. He did. did.
2: Yeah. i'm just I, saying uh, like I, I don't see I, I can see what we have added making up for what we have lost in a way that is uh you know well Campazzo
0: to, sure. to me last thing on Campazzo, i have no doubt that he's a regular season player i'm curious to see if, if right. he's a playoff guy right oh. yeah yeah i think like, that's what if he's like our our,
1: uh, our argentinian football Freddie Velvet. I can't wait. Oh, I like it. Let's do it, baby. Argentinian Van Fleet. All right, our last guy on this list, because we're not going to talk about Marcus Howard. I mean, maybe we could talk briefly about him. I think – I've said this before. He's arguably – the. I think he's probably the best shooter on the roster, and I know people are going to be like, come on, man, Jamal Murray, Do you see the playoffs? I'm not saying he can shoot like Jamal Murray in a playoff setting. I'm saying if you got – in an empty gym and told every player to shoot catch and shoot threes, off the dribble threes, mid-range pull-up, step back, turnaround jump, like every type of shot you have to take. If you had players do that, I think it would the statistics say Marcus Howard is almost certainly number one on that list. Four years of over 40% shooting um from the from behind the three-point line, including on we 10 a our, game last year. So it like, looks like we lost our
2: stream.
3: We've, on our game. YouTube video's been yanked for policy. Oh, yikes. Oh, because of our highlights. Probably too many FIBA highlights.
1: Oh, geez, too many FIBA highlights, of well, course. we're still players, so... Uh, well, whatever, let's finish out this episode. It's still a podcast. Um, Guy, I guess producer Guy Guy, could try to take a look at reconnecting that if it's possible. But um, Marcus Howard, anyway, we don't have to talk about him because he's the least, like, he's 5'11". He doesn't really do anything else, can't play defense, can't pass. But he can score, so he'll be interesting to what to what extent. Um and then lastly, Jermichael Green, we talk about actual replacements for Jeremy Grant. Jermichael Green, the most likely one. I mean, this guy can defend. I think he's actually a better defender than Jeremy Grant is. It's like, full stop. Not as versatile, sure, really? but I think better. So, that's
0: the thing that makes me kind of excited about him. Lynn, what do you have on him? J- Michael Green's really good, guys. He's a really solid backup big, and I think that's what he's going to be for this team. I think Paul Millsap's going to be the starter. And I think Jermichael Green is pretty much going to be this team's sixth man. So he's solid. He can shoot. He's pretty much the same shooter as Jeremy Grant is. He's a much better rebounder. And I think if you're comparing power forwards, uh, he's a better quote-unquote power forward than Jeremy Grant is. Jeremy Grant's more of a three. He really is. Like The fit with MPJ would have been so good that those guys were a little interchangeable. At the three and the four but he's a better four than jeremy grant was um definitely in the regular season i don't know about in the playoffs because he doesn't have the defensive versatility but uh, again the same thing with Kampatzo. Th- this team is going to be deadly in the regular season i think I-, I think they have a much better they have a really good shot at having a better win percentage this year than they did last year they're deeper um i think the pieces really fit together well In the playoffs, I think you lose something going from Jeremy Grant to Jermichael Green, though.
3: Yeah, It is funny, though. I mean, they've identified Jeremy Grant as the possible right guy to slot in long-term as the power forward. He wasn't a power forward. He was a wing by his time was done in Denver. Jermichael Green is a power forward. um, Can probably start in place of Millsap in a more traditional sense. I think their regular season ceiling is higher. I think their regular season floor might be higher. Just I'm just worried about the Clippers matchup. And that's one of the tough things about team building. That's what it can come down to. You got to beat the Clippers to win a ring probably, but do you want to pay a, a role player $20 million a year for that reason alone? Uh, reason number 9,000 that I don't want Tim Connelly's job.
2: Yeah. I mean, the other thing is that uh, Jermichael Green was money behind the three-point line against us. In, right. Like I, I remember many times uh, him drilling like just – painful, painful three pointers. And I also remember Jeremy grant missing a lot of wide open three pointers. So, (laughs) you know, does that change? Like, I, I I don't know, like, am I, I mean, I I have absolutely, as I've mentioned more than one time, like I've completely talked myself into these changes that the nuggets have made. Like I can see them working, like whether or not that's the case or not, like I, I can just philosophically imagine how these pieces all fall into place. And Jermichael green is a name that I'd heard connected to the nuggets for years and years and years. Um, so, you know, I'm interested to see how how it works out like I love the fact that the, that he can Reliably shoot a three pointer, and like we can really get that spacing that we we all crave so
3: much. So, how about the fact that he was on that Clippers team too, and probably should have played more? And Clipper yeah. fans were begging for him to yep. play yeah. more. He doesn't get his shot. The team Trez falls apart. In the is Michael fashion. Green better than Montrez Harrell?
0: Is my question. He, he might be, That's and then good. he posts hey, on IG. He was
1: in that series for sure. He, they should have played him more in that series.
3: Yes, they should have. And then oh, he tell posts me on about IG. This IG. I love. Still this. not sure how we lost that one. I can't wait to ask him about it in three yeah. months. I really yeah. do because. I have a feeling he's gonna have a good answer about well now that I'm close to these dudes, I know now why, that I, I know feel why this what team an is. actual team it feels yes. like to be around not yeah. just a bunch of guys. Uh, I, by the way guys sorry about the YouTube thing we're not sure what that was all you missed was a little Capazzo talk we kept rolling because we're on Periscope 2 if you really want to go back this will be released as a pod as we're well. also always a podcast so if you ever
1: yep. miss this you can't catch us live or if you're in the car or something you always download the DNVR Nuggets podcast this this plays as a podcast so um, to wrap up here though guys and I wanted to mention Jermichael Green by the way I think By all accounts, great character guy. The Clippers guys that we know, the Clippers beat reporters, love the dude, really miss him and didn't want him to leave. And you saw on Instagram when he talked about departing, every fan that wrote him he replied to. That -hmm. stuff always means something to me, man, because... Taking the time to literally reply to every single comment that comes in takes an enormous amount of time, and it also just shows that you understand that bond between player and fan. And so to me, I was just so impressed by Jamichael Green by that. He he won me over just with that one thing. Um, Quickly to get out of here, I'm going to give my ranking. You guys can tell me if I'm way off of guys most, I'm gonna go in reverse order here, least likely to play and contribute for the Nuggets this season to most likely. And all right, least likely Marcus Howard, I think almost a 0% chance, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think RJ Hampton to me is probably next. I don't think, I just don't think this is his year. And I don't think the Nuggets have any interest in that. Even if he's good enough to play, I think they're more like, hey, we have a plan in place for your health and development and all these other things that doesn't involve him. I think after that, you probably look at, man, this is gonna sound a little crazy. I think it's probably Zeke Naji, and agree. the reason I have other people ahead of him, including Greg Whittington, is in large part just because of the position he plays, yeah. and because of the learning curve for any rookie, nineteen-year-old rookie, learning all the terminology, all the reads, this or that, and because they have Green, <sighs> they have uh, 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 Millsap ahead of him. You know, right now I just Yo. don't see him playing this year. Yeah, we don't we don't skip steps and we don't play rooks. Period, don't we, like. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> at least that that age rook. After that, I'm going to go with Whittington. I I think there's a chance he plays. This is where the list goes to where I'm like, okay, these guys I think have a real shot of getting minutes. He just fits a niche that Denver needs, that defense small forward that's long and athletic and can shoot. He's not like a, a complete anchor on offense. So I think there's a real chance that he plays. After him, I would go with, uh, let's see here, Hartenstein because I think that Hartenstein actually has a great chance of being a backup center for Denver. Oh, he'll play a
2: thousand percent. I
1: I actually think he's probably a part of the team, at least in some capacity, even if he's only a PJ Dozier piece where it's sometimes he plays, sometimes he does not I think that that, that's probably Mm. where we fall with him. That might be the case for Whittington as well. And then uh, after that, I would go uh, man, Compazzo and J. Michael Green, I think are both playing. So to Mm. me, they're, they're like equal in that. I think they're both going to play. And I think they're both going to play an important role. So um, that could be kind of my list. Do you
0: guys see it differently in any way? I see. I have the same exact order. I would have Jermichael Green first, Campazzo second, because Jamichael Green, I think he'll start the season coming off the bench behind Paul Milsa. But I think he's probably going to wind up starting, I don't know, 20 games at least at the four.
1: Yeah. Just yeah, Paul I Paul so too. I, think exactly. I, think, well, I would take the
3: over. I would take the over on that. I think he starts a lot of games. I'm not convinced he doesn't start the season. We'll see yeah. how Could he goes at the four. I think it's possible. Uh I'm nearly I, I think Hartenstein's like as close to a lock as you can. He's be a full lock. To, He's to gonna get be the backup burn. center, yeah. And wins really? right. Like wow. I don't know. I know the front office took a lot of this out of his hands, but like I don't think Malone's gonna suddenly go small now. Oh. They took Torrey so, Craig out of his hands. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Imagine Hartenstein comes to the Nuggets and then we're like we have a new philosophy. We we don't play bigs anymore. It's all three-point shooting and
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: So I don't know, man. Just these new guys, they've kind of flown under the radar cuz again, they weren't on the they weren't just weren't on the radar to begin with. So when they got here, we talked about the guys that were not here rather than the guys that are. But the more I dig into them, the more I talk to people, the more I'm optimistic these guys are going to be impact players for the Nuggets both now and going forward. Especially Compazzo, especially Jamichael Green, and I think a really, really great chance for Hartenstein and Whittington as well.
2: Yeah, the the Nuggets made a lot more changes to their team than I realized until all the dust
1: had settled. I mean, we we made a lot of moves. They just weren't like the top line move that everyone was craving. It was a
3: busy offseason. It was a
1: La- I like people in here talking about Vlatko and where, where's he at. I mean, Vlatko, I think, has always been a guy that, you know, maybe, I don't know, he's jacked now. So maybe he does sneak into the rotation, but he's not, one, he's not a newcomer, so he doesn't fit this this list. But two, you know, I don't know. It's hard to imagine where he gets slot in because I think he's a power forward too, but I don't You
2: think Balan took him into his office and he was like, listen, man, until you get abs, we can't play you. <laughs> you, 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 just, you need abs. I'm sorry. There's just no no two ways about it. He
1: just was doing crunches. I'm, I'm <laughs> so curious to see what Vladko looks like. Some of the photo. like every time we see him, he's bigger. So I'm excited to, to check him out. Thanks everybody that hung out with us for this entire show. We went a little bit long today, but you know what? We're, we're excited. It's an exciting week. We had a lot to talk about, but we're going to be back again all week. If you don't know, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, leave a comment that helps the algorithm find new Nuggets fans. Let us know where you're watching from. We always like to find out where all of our audiences. I saw some people chiming in today from Samoa, from Ghana, I wow. saw earlier. So let us know where you're, where you're tuning Shout in out from. Ghana. And then don't let forget you know. to check out Cyber Monday over at dnvr.com the locker over there. We have all kinds of great merch. Subscribe to the podcast. We'll see everybody next time. Peace. Hear that. People comment on this song. They love it. Very soothing. It is soothing.
0: So when i enrolled in a course at msu denver online last summer i didn't know if i was going to like it i hadn't been in a college classroom virtual or in person forever i didn't know how i was going to feel about going back to school but all i can say is the teachers at msu denver online they made the experience awesome they actually work a lot of them do in the field that they're teaching in so it's a great networking opportunity as well if you're looking to go into a field of the class that you're taking at MSU Denver Online. And they just know how to get across the content to you in a super engaging and effective manner. These teachers at MSU Denver Online have been teaching online forever. So they've mastered the art of online education in a time when that's really the only option a lot of us have. So check out their entire course list online, msudenver.edu backslash online. MSU Denver Online is the perfect, the perfect option for every type of student. If you're working a full-time job, you can arrange your classes to accommodate for that. If you're not, MSU Denver Online is an awesome choice as well, so check them out today.